Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Straight from New York. Yo, yo, this hair's You are Tuned in to Al Joe the Funk Master. Watch a grill yoga knock that cold faster. Talking now we talking facts. Where the man are off the back. You when trouble came to burst your bubble. I don't shelter punches. They find home on your mind about a double. It's the weekly scraps. You don't need a map. GPS, I'm right here to lead a dash. The world doesn't know it needs, but I grow disease. Planet for name and the fame. Only legacy remains. Remember the name. Al Jermaine Sterling. It ain't it ain't What's up, guys? Welcome back to the weekly scraps episode two twenty two. Man, this podcast has come a long way. Very, very long way. Ever we got two joined, nice chairs. Two ever, nice chairs. Ever since I joined, views are up. Wow. Hate comments are up. <laughs> They're bullying me. Who's bullying you? The commenters. Three of them. Three of them. There's the same. You, you see the same culprits no. over and over and, and over. And then I respond to them, and then they're cool. Actually, let me. I gotta pull up the fight card because we got a big fight this weekend. UC 285. Let me go to topology because it's just easier to read. Um, but the, obviously the main event is John Jones versus Sidilgan. Surreal. Surreal. As Simon would say because he's surreally in this position. That was a cheesy joke. That was I'm, terrible. I'm, I'm sorry, wow. guys. I'm sorry. I think Sidilgan. If John beats him, he has a shot in Mr. Olympia. If John beats him, yeah, he has a shot at Mr. Olympia. Yeah, I don't get it. His physique is so gorgeous that it's just like John. No, Gon. If oh. John beats Gon, <laughs> Gon could go to the Mr. Olympia. If Gon beats John, no. If John beats Surreal Gon, okay, he is gonna go then to Surreal Gon could take another career in bodybuilding and go to Mr. Olympia. How are you, what are you not getting? Why would he do that when he's making so much money fighting and kicking ass? Because if he fails again, then maybe again. I'm just saying like he has other options. You know, this like see, see, this is I actually hear people say this a lot. This is good to have options when you don't win. It's like if you don't win the belt or you lose the belt, people automatically say like, "Well, what are you gonna do now?" Well, my job before having the belt was fighting and making money. So why would that change if I could fight and continue to make money? Yeah, but like. I would think like once you reach these highs in your career and then it's like you come back down to earth, it's just not. I would think the motivation's there to a lesser degree. I would think. Based on? It'd be like if you sent me to go work with some like amateur. Like okay. you fired me and the only guy who wanted to work with me was an amateur. I'd be like, well, this isn't the same. Yeah. And it would be less motivating. But would the pay be the same want... or more? It's It's less. When you're not fighting for a title, right? That's that's true, but if that is your main source of income, you know, we're, when we say less, you're talking about Cyril Gon probably making a million for this fight flat. Yeah. Maybe more. Hopefully, I I want to see these guys all get paid. So hopefully he's making more than that. Um, versus a non-championship pay, what's he probably making? Four hundred k, five hundred k, as a non-champ. So when you look at it like that, it's like well. Can I just say I'm just not going to fight and go fight and not go fight and then just make money doing what? Bodybuilding. You think he's going to go right into bodybuilding no. and right out of the gate make almost a million dollars? You know what I mean? No. So that's like, that's kind of where I'm at with it. No. I mean, it's just, just a stupid thing I'm saying. But I'm just, it was like a joke. Well, no, I've heard people say this and I'm like, well. Oh, really? Would you just quit your job if you didn't get the raise? Maybe. Or if you didn't get the position that you applied for? Like, I don't know. I wouldn't, because it's just like life isn't a sprint; it's a marathon. Yeah. So that's true. There could be another opportunity for a siddle, but um, I see. I know. I know what you're saying, and other people as well. But I, mean, I just don't. You think like I like the bag, bro. If the title ever was lost, yeah. Don't you think it would be a little less exciting in the next fight, where you're just? See, I'm 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 different, man. I'm a glass half full kind of guy. I fought without the belt. I fought for five hundred bucks. And I was happy all the time. Now the only thing that's changed is that I'm older. I got to pay my bills. So as a responsible adult, <laughs> I need to make sure that I'm bringing in enough income to cover my expenses. And let alone that I'm I'm helping out family and stuff like that. So with that being said. There's plenty said, of motivation. It's plenty. Of, it's, not, it's not even just that. It's just like, what else would I do? 
And then what else would I do to make money? Sell houses. I could sell houses, but it's nowhere near the same. And I think even Al would say the same thing. It's it's the same in the sense of like you get in what you put in, mm-hmm. but and it's in the sense of the income that you would make is nowhere near a comparison. Unless you no. start going into million dollar luxury homes, which could be commissions that you can make a quarter million for just selling a house. That'd be dope. That would be pretty sick. I would. I'm not mad at that. That would be amazing. That's like a fight, and you don't have to get punched in the face. Yeah, 100. percent But or like, I'm not selling homes like that. No. So it's just that's like a different that's. Game. For me to get into that space and pretty much start from kind of ground zero, I'm like, ah, I'm good, man. Yeah. I'd just rather fight, make my money. Hurt your brain cells? Yeah. No free clout. <laughs> Aquafina. Um, as you shout them out. <laughs> yeah. As you they can't them. even see the bottle. Um, I don't know if they can or not. Um, but um. All right. So. If, I, I, if, if, if Gunn were not to win against Jones... Yeah, I, I think it would be ill-advised if he were to just say, I'm just done. Oh, yeah. Because he can just keep fighting. And he can make, just keep yeah. fighting and keep making money. Because yeah. that's what we, we're prize fighters at the end of the day. Right. Yeah, the, the, like the end of the goal, if I feel like there's a man I can never beat, yeah, that's going to suck. But it's going to be like, well, am I mad and I'm getting all these zeros after every time I compete? I'm not really mad at that. Right. Yeah, I mean, you most corporate jobs, there's no like... <laughs> level in the in the field that you can make the type of money you guys make yeah even though it's like oh fighter pay this whole thing but it's still like hundreds of thousands of dollars for a training camp and a fight well only if you are in a championship or contender opportunity slot usually usually and even the guys at 35 and 25 and even 45 we tend to not make as much money as the heavier weight classes yeah i don't i never really i don't get that in today's age I think we're way more exciting and we're way more skilled. You're way more skilled. (laughs) I don't know. It's not like heavyweight boxing where, like, I could see the appeal there versus the lower weight classes. Yeah. But, like, you guys are way more skilled. The biggest star in the sport was a featherweight when he became the biggest star in the sport. Yeah. So it's like I don't – I never get why, like, you guys get, like, the the scraps, I feel like. You know what I mean? And that all happened with Connor's – single-handedly self-promoting himself and then the UFC kind of just rolled that coattail and just said, hey, let's blow this up while he's doing it because we got ourselves a megastar where we can cash out big. But it's like, if they did that for individual fighters here and there, help blow them up, it's like, I feel like they can all cash out big from both sides. Yeah, but I've heard like they don't want to do that now. They've never wanted to do that. They don't want to make a guy bigger than the company. No, of course. They never wanted to do that. And they now Conor has all this power. Yeah, and basically can do whatever he wants. Like yeah, like kicking people off of a show because Connor's gonna get some Connor things. Yeah, which I get. I get because he is Connor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, but what were we talking about? We were talking about something before that. Um, um, the corporate job. So yeah, it's like some of these other. It's like if I'm going go back to like making twenty and twenty, from what I'm making now, I'm gonna be like, okay, now I'm a lot less motivated. A lot less, because yeah. after taxes and paying coaches and expenses just to get to the fight, to go from preparing and putting X amount of money, because it's a bigger fight, so you want to make sure you're extra prepared, and spending that, and then needing to go back down, and then the money that you're gonna make doesn't even cover that. That's yeah. that's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. So it's that a little different. Suck. That would that but would then, be a big difference. I guess like fighting for like hundreds of thousands against a top guy in the in the division. That's not too much different than what you're already doing. Yeah, it's not the greatest in terms of like we're in the pinnacle, we're in the best sport, but it's something that you could definitely be happy about because yeah. obviously I'm from the the ages of where we were making no money and I was damn near fighting for free. I was pretty much using the money that I would make to hopefully pay for most of what I had to pay just to get to the fight. That's crazy. You know, Yeah. so I come from that that golden age where ignorance was bliss and now it's like you get a piece of the pie, you kind of like, Oh, that pie is good, bro. That's what I'm saying. So, like, going back down, I feel like the way I would think is, like... But it's not that significant for him. Yeah. You know, because he's not like he's getting championship pay. The only time he got that was when he was the interim champ. Yeah. I mean, so then I guess if Cyril Gon loses, what would be next for him? Just he's... keep whooping everyone's ass. <laughs> That's all you can do. Yeah. Or say, release me, let me go somewhere else. I mean, but what do you do when you go somewhere else? Are you going to make the same amount of money? I don't know. So, like, okay, if John wins, 
he fights Stipe next, he said. Yeah. And then if he beats Stipe, it's like the heavyweight division's like like what else is there really yeah. that can contend with John Jones? Maybe Curtis Blaze, Pavlich, even though Pavlich kind of got crushed in his UFC debut, um, but he seems to have kind of yeah streaking upwards now. Yeah, that's true. That would be a good fight, actually. Who else is Curtis there? Blades would be a great fight. Curtis Blades is the only one that really comes to mind that could challenge John. But is that a fight that's going to get John Jones excited? Probably not. I don't know. If he's got this big contract, I'm like, let me press this button as much as I can. Yeah, but there's a difference in that. Like, when people tell me, like, oh, you didn't clear out the division. You're acting like you defended the belt 10 times and you want to go up and saying that the division has nothing for you. I'm like, to clarify that. I didn't mean like there's no good fighters in the bantamweight division. These guys are all killers from top 15, outside of the top 15, top 20, top 25 that are not even ranked, yeah. that are hammers. What I was talking about is I've beaten all these guys that they put in front of me. So at what point am I going to feel like this next challenge is going to get me excited to want to go through a grueling training camp to compete? And that's why I said Alexander Volkanovsky right. at 145, the challenge of going up in weight, seeing how I would fare going up in weight with my frame now, and then seeing if I could actually compete with those guys and seeing if I'm as good as I think I am. And I think that's what life's all about. So when I say it like that, it's like that scares me, but that also motivates me to want to work hard in the room. Whereas yeah. like I'm fighting a young buck who probably grew up watching me. I remember watching the guys in the back room yeah. before the fights, and these were the old school guys, watching them like just in awe, like, oh, these guys are... yeah. People I grew up watching. Yeah. Now I'm the guy that people have grown up watching. So it's kind of like, I don't get like excited about competing <laughs> against them. It's like even like Dominic Cruz. I had always wanted to fight him because he was the guy that was just always the guy. Yeah. Undefeated for like eight or ten years. That's crazy. You know? Yeah. And then now I'm training with the guy because we're not going to fight. So now I'm like, yo, this is cool for me to get to train with an idol of mine who yeah. I grew up watching. Yeah. And mimicked a lot of my style from. So um, just being elusive realizing that you can fight without fighting, like fighting smart, like you beat them up. Don't let them make it into a fight where both guys are going tit for tat. No, 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 no. I'm going to beat you up. You're going to hold this this whooping, and I'm going to go home, collect my money, and see you later. Thanks for trying. And so you, that he kind of inspired that from you. That fight style. So Because you actually do that. Like That's your thing, I feel like. What's that? Go in there and try to not get hurt at all. Yeah. And just... Give all but, the do all the damage, but I do make peace with it in my mind that hey, there could be a chance where I can get clipped, and if I get hurt, I got to make sure I am good to know mentally when the tough gets going. Like you're gonna fight through that, yeah. And I have to mentally make sure I I put myself in that mindset where if that does happen, hey, you're ready to dig deep, you're ready to go. You don't just turn it on, yeah. You gotta have the like the meditation, the focus, and really dial and lock yourself in for fight day versus training. Training, you can catch a little boo boo and go. Ah, uh, like okay, hold on, give me give me a little second. You get punched in the uh, eye. Rob leg kicked me. I can't play basketball tonight. Uh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But in the fight, you get those situations. It's kind of like do or die. Like you have to be able to to go. Yeah. So do you? What do you do? Like you sit there and think about like the end result where you're very hurt and like kind of make peace with that, or what does that look like when you're like envisioning it? Uh, I I look at like different scenarios of how the fight can go when I'm okay. visualizing the fight myself winning myself losing um myself getting caught in submissions um them wailing on me and me needing to cover and show fighter move or i'm gonna stop this fight move show me something show me you're still trying to protect this like i see these scenarios and how do i come back and it's like my own rocky story in my mind and then i still fight, figure out a way to get it done and i think that's what fighting really is but dom has shown us that yo we can fight smart and intelligently and if the guy is good enough, he's going to be able to stop what you're doing and make you pay. And that's that's what the fight comes down to. Don't get mad at me because the guy can't hit me. It's not my fault. Yeah. I did my homework. Did you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I look so at it hard. like that. But that's why I, I look at these guys like that. So now these guys are looking at me, and they're preparing to fight me where I'm like, dude, you've had, what, five fights in the UFC? Plus, like, I'm supposed to get excited about that? When you say you've cleared out the division, you're not just talking about your title run. You're talking about your run to get to the title. Yeah, and, and even then, before that. Yeah, like, but, like, your whole, like, you did clear out what was everything that was in front of you to get to where you are now. Not, that's, people are just looking at it while you're in the spotlight, like, oh. From the Yan fight, the yeah. first Yan fight, that's, that's it. That's literally what people think <laughs> about when they think about your career. So. They're like, 
oh, you haven't done anything yet. I'm like, bro, brother, do you even do you even UFC Who, or you just who's done more is really the question. Yeah, like what? I'm not even trying to like kiss your ass, but like, well, I, I'm 14 and three in the UFC, and the facts are the facts. And only three of those opponents were not ranked. Three, my first two opponents, Cody uh, Gibson, Hugo Viana. And I think Augusto, Augusto Mendez. And everybody else was ranked after that. But your first two opponents were undefeated, right? First two opponents? Or what was no, no, that no. later on when they later fed on. you two undefeated guys? After right? I got knocked out by Mirage. Then my, they fed you two undefeated guys. They right? fed me two undefeated guys in the UFC. Yeah. Okay. One of them was undefeated entirely. And one of them was had a split decision loss, which was Cody Stamen. He was 18-1, and one, I think. Wow. And he had one loss, split decision. And when I looked him up, when we were getting ready to fight, a lot of people said that they thought he won the fight. So I'm like, I'm essentially fighting another undefeated fighter right after a, a pretty bad knockout loss. So um, I think that's what you have to look at in terms of motivation, what gets you motivated to want to go out there and compete. And I think it's different for everybody. I'm not saying my way is the best way, but this is what works for me and this is what helps me get up for these fights. Like even for Sayuto, I couldn't even take the guy serious because he was I just remember, like, yeah. I'm like, it's a joke thing, no you know? It's a joke thing, blood. It's a joke. Blood, it's a joke thing to you, eh? So I'm seeing him over here making these stupid, cringy things, and I'm just like, yeah, you're not even in the testing pool. You're over here chirping from the sidelines. Like, you know how bad I want to just slap your face? <laughs> like, shut up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like someone in a relationship, you're arguing with the, the boyfriend, and then the female's in the back chirping and trying to attack yeah, it's you. It's like, shut the fuck up. And knowing up. that no one was going to... No one's gonna actually put their hands on you, yeah. you know. So it's like him. It's like yeah, you're chirping from the sidelines. Either shut up or get back in the game. Uh -huh. Now he's finally in the game, so now we take him serious. And now it's like now I'm actually excited about the fight. Before it was just a joke thing, blood. Do you feel like? Do you do you <laughs> shout, feel like? Shout out to UK. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's a joke thing, blood. Um, do you feel like? Fuck, dude, you fucked me up. I was gonna. Dude, I had a good damn, question. How many? How many f bombs you got? How many times you're, are you gonna? You're, th you're three in right now. You. I had a good question. You distracted me. I distracted you. Yes. You distracted yourself, blood. All right. Let's talk about John Jones. Damn. Okay. So my thing is, first right out of the gate, John Jones, three years off, puts on the weight. It's not the biggest. It's not the most natural for him. I'm pretty sure if he was to like stop lifting, the weight would probably slide off because he's not a natural heavyweight. Not saying that's a bad thing. Also, he has, like, everyone's raving about how his how like big he looks, but like I feel like he has a little gut, and there's no more leg. Like, there's no more legs than there were before. Yeah. Do you feel like he's self conscious about it? I don't know. I wonder. Like at the press conference when he was kind of like addressing it, I felt like because I yeah when he responded to it, he was like, he said something along the lines of like I'm. You know, like I wasn't worried about being lean for this fight. Next, next fight, I'll lean down and you'll see the the old John Jones. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm thinking like, okay, he used to come out shredded. Yeah. Like doing his little walk on fours, <laughs> and now he's gonna like have a little gut hanging out. Like it's a it's a and Cyril's like a chiseled in stone Greek statue. But that's what I'm saying. Like he's more of a natural heavy weight because he's like put together Cyril's. as a heavyweight. Yeah, so yes. John's got like that. Arthur Jones booty right now. Yeah, it, all of it Pause. went to his stomach and his ass. Okay, so I was watching videos about this. But that doesn't mean anything. He can still. But it kind of does. No, well, it it doesn't because we don't know. No, here's what here's what I think actually is significant. Let me tell you. Oh, uh, you tell me. Like you said, Cyril's a natural heavyweight. He's yes. chiseled, and he's what is he? Two fifty, two sixty. Okay. John has spent the last three years coming up. To yes. be around that weight, and he's not like in the best athletic shape visually. Whereas, like, like I feel like, like you look at both of these guys, you you think who who looks like the better athlete right now? You look at it's going to be Cyril. So you have that. You have the three year layoff. You have John coming up in all this weight. He's never fought at this weight. Cyril is a trained. I'm going to hurt you, killer. That's okay. with striking. Like, this could be a closer fight than people are thinking. Like, people, I feel like most people think John's just going to walk in there and walk through Cyril because of the wrestling. If he takes him down early. If he if he can take him down early. Yeah. But, like, think about the kicks that Cyril's going to be landing to his rib cage. John's never taken punches like that and kicks like that. The size, that, the, the size uh, advantage that John might have had with his reach. Yeah. 
he still has the, he still has a, the reach advantage, but not as not nearly as much. It used to be like way more. See what it says. I know John is like eighty five or something, eighty five or eighty seven. Let me look this um, up. But one of the things I like about Cyril in watching the countdown, he said he's human. He has two arms and two legs just like me. And I know coming up in the wrestling world, when I was losing to all these guys, and then I started to realize I had a mental breakthrough. Like these guys are just like me, and I'm putting them on a pedestal. And then I finally realized that they're human. They could be beat. Yeah. It's just how do I figure out how to beat them and outsmart them and put myself in a position where I am now more skilled or skilled enough to beat these guys. Yeah. And I think that's where Cyril's mindset is at. The only thing I don't like about Cyril is those training camp videos that he's been putting out, fight, sparring with these guys that are smaller, yeah. not like real wrestlers, yeah. and the way he's defending the takedowns by just trying to get away. It's like being in a football field and the guy trying to take you down, and or you can juke move him and everything. It's not enclosed. Mm -hmm. You're not letting him tie up and get in on the leg. Those are the type of like defense drills you got to do in order to get better and see improvements. Yeah, you can't just say ready go and then play catch the chicken. Yeah, that's that, that's it, not effective. I've I've never seen you do any drills that look like that. I let guys start in on the legs. I start in on bad positions. Even when I'm exhausted, I switch opponents, um, partners halfway through the rounds. Yeah. I'll do eight rounds of training. Guys, this is real high-level crap that I'm doing for, for training to make sure I'm mentally bulletproof in here mm -hmm. where if it gets tough, yo, homie, you've been here how many times in training camp? Get your ass up, cuz. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the way I like to think. Don't be cursing. I don't know if ass is a curse, but Whatever. we could believe it. Get your peach up, cuz. Um, 84 and a half inch reach for John, 81 inch for Ciro. So he still has the reach advantage. A little bit, but not like 84 to 74 like it was with some of the light heavyweights. Three and a half inches is... It's still it's still something. It's actually incredible Yeah, that, that John's reach like spans beyond weight classes. Yeah. <laughs> like even against like a guy like Ciro. Uh, Ciro's seven pounds heavier too. I think John's gonna win, but I'm just saying like I could see an upset happening, and especially John seems cocky. Am I wrong? I think cocky and confidence sometimes walk together on a fine line, and you never know which one is which. So what do you so, think? I don't think John is cocky. I think he's conf extremely confident that the work he has put in versus John is kind of he kind of reminds me of myself, and I don't know if I stole this from him or if I just learned this over the years. Mm -hmm. I do homework the same way John was like, he doesn't understand people that don't do film study like at all or very little. He's like, no, I need to know my opponents. That's the type of mindset that he has where he's going in. He feels like he's been in there with you already. That's why when I fought TJ, I was like, dude, I felt like TJ was moving in slow motion. I felt like Jan was moving in slow motion the second time. The first time, even though I felt like he was slow, I was even slower because of whatever, not eating, whatever, whatever. Like, that's all done. But I study my opponents to the point where I get in there. Yeah. It just makes it that much easier to compete. And I feel like John has done that for his entire career. Where he, Anthony Smith and Dominic Reyes were even talking about this with the round table with DC and Rashad Evans. All four guys fought John Jones. They all lost. Wow. Yeah. This was actually pretty cool. Wait, I never saw it. Where? It was today on the ESPN, oh. 6 30 p.m. Um, Pacific came That's on. That's incredible. So I got to watch it. It was about wow. 20 minutes. I watched it. It was entertaining. But they talked about how the lack of interest in fighting them where they just, John just did enough to win. Like, it was like, he didn't really even try. He was just kind of like... Even with DC? Not, not not DC. There was more of a rivalry at stake in that one. So he got something to, to look forward to. Like, this is something that you want to win. Where the other fights were like, before he left light heavyweight and vacated for three years, was Dominic Reyes and Anthony Smith. And those were like his, two of his most lackluster performances. It's like... Kind of didn't even care that okay. point. He was like, I'm going to win because I'm just that good. And I'm going to show you that I could barely, I could just, like, this is what they said. They said they felt like he wasn't even trying or really trying to take risk. He just, just like did the they bare said, minimum. They said that. They were saying that pretty much. Okay. So. Paraphrasing who actually said that. My, <laughs> I want to play devil's advocate on this because like, I see a lot of people like uh, articulate this over and over again that they think John is like, he wasn't trying for certain fights. Like he was uninspired. But like. I feel like if anyone else said that besides John, we would call it BS. Yeah. And Anthony Smith said this too. Like, I'm not sure I'm... Like, I I do kind of believe it, but I also think, like, what if it's not true? What if he actually... What if Dominic Reyes was a huge challenge for him and he 
John with his big ego can't even admit that. And now he's coming into Cyril Gan with the same confident slash cocky energy coming off a fight that was super close. Like, let's look at it from bird's eye view instead of from what John's saying it, it was. But it's not about what John is saying. It's how he actually performed. Did we see spinning elbows? Did we see stepping elbows with him hand fighting and stepping in with the elbows from the clinch? Did we see a lot of oblique kicks? Did we see him doing spinning back kicks? We didn't see him take any risk. Now you look at his other fights where he was inspired, where he was fighting Leota Machida, Shogun Hua, uh, Rampage Jackson. These are all killers row of people. Vitor Belfort, yeah. Chael Sonnen. These are all people that had big names and have been around the sport for years. So for him, yeah. he's the young guy coming up, making his name off of fighting these legends. John was the legend killer. All those guys he fought defending the belt, legend. when he fought Shogun, that was for the belt against a legend. Yeah. Been in pride, been fighting all around the world. He beats him. He beats Rashad Evans. He beats DC. He beats um, uh, Vitor. He beats Leota Machida. Puts him to sleep. Just dropped him like a sack of potatoes, bro. How, who who choked somebody out? The ref said, okay, let him go. And just walks away, just drops it. He's like, he knew he put this man to sleep. And that's how dangerous and like of a point John wants to prove. He knew Leota was sleeping. So he just dropped him? No, no. Well, that too. But even before that, I know he knew he was sleeping when he put that choke on. You know when someone goes limp and you got them and you kind of like just put that extra squeeze on. And then as he finally lets him go, he just like turns his back because he just knows like, yeah, that, that, that my that, that guy's been sleeping for a while now. Take care of him. Dang. Like, that's just cold-blooded. Okay, yeah. So, again, I'm, I'm going to push back. John fought a smart fight. This is what you're saying to me. John fought a smart fight against Dominic <laughs> Reyes, and it was this close. I thought John lost that fight. Okay. So, John's not taking all these crazy risks and trying to prove a point. He's just fighting a smart fight to win, and it was this close. And yes. you, you're saying you thought he lost the fight. Yes. So I also thought he lost the fight with Gustavo. Does that mean he wasn't trying, or does it mean he just wasn't like inspired to like put on a crazy, like memorable performance where he's throwing all these crazy I, attacks? I think he might have overlooked the the challenge in front of him and thought he could have gotten away with the bare minimum. And I've also had this conversation with Chris Weidman, and he's also said the same thing about training. Like when he just knows that he's just so much better than these guys, he would. And I don't want to make excuses for Weidman. I let him tell his own story, but that's a pretty similar thing where he's like, I started getting injured more and I started doing less. And he told me one thing I could tell you as a former champion is to make sure you continue to do the work that got you there. Mm -hmm. And I never forgot that. Yeah. <clears throat> and now the Gustafsson fight, we've seen how close that performance was and he still had to pull out all the bag of tricks to get to win that fight. Then they have a rematch. What happens? First round, like two minutes in, John just steamrolls him TKO. And you can make a couple of things. Oh, Gustafsson wasn't the same anymore. Or now John's come back and he was more motivated. So there's so many variables we don't know. But th there's also been PEDs throughout the career. Which which that's overturned now. Technically, USADA overturned. Okay. I don't know for yeah. what that means. Okay. Because I don't know what a Pella picogram means. I don't know if I have picograms in me. I don't know if Marab has picograms. Like, what does that even mean? Like, for... The dumb, the dumb audience like myself who does not understand this, like how could I even get picograms in my body based on what? Like, okay, so would that Derek, mean I had to have taken something? You, I have no idea. You know, I got Derek for more plates, more yeah. dates. So he broke it down and was basically saying, John had picograms left over in his system, <clears throat> after, which is evidence that he was doing this. Like he had some like metabolite, okay, in a, in a small amount that was hasn't hadn't left the system yet which is evidence that he was doing stuff because this metabolite doesn't just show up in this amount. Even though it's a small amount, it doesn't just show up. Something like that. Okay. Well, that could be fair. I, I really don't I, know. And I might have just butchered that completely, but that was kind of like my... And I watched this video a long time ago. So so make sure you put the reference in there so people can actually oh, yeah, watch the link, video for themselves. Link in the description. I don't want to come off like I'm saying anything about anybody. No. I mean, I was going to ask you kind of what you thought about the whole rule change, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I like I feel like a lot of fans are looking at it like, "Oh, John's this wizard and he's going to steamroll this guy and John like almost kind of like this it feels to me the same way it felt when Connor was coming back to fight Dustin as a casual fan who didn't understand <laughs> how good Dustin was at the time. Yeah. But I felt like, "Oh, Connor's <clears throat> just going to walk through this guy." 
that's how I feel like fans think John's gonna walk through Cyril. But I feel like Cyril's way more dangerous for John than people think. I know Cyril's is dangerous. The only thing I'm saying, if he even slips on the slightest ice cube or banana peel on that slippery canvas, you felt the canvas, right? Have you inside the octagon whenever like Marab and I was sparring, you were filming? I don't know if you ever had your bare feet on that that canvas. It's like tough. It's like cloth, bro, just sliding. Mm-hmm. So you have to put water down in order to get traction on your feet. Because it's not like the traditional zebra mats and all these other mats, Resolite rep, uh, mats, Dolomar, whatever. Those mats are so much different compared to the octagon. And people don't get that. So your entire footwork game that could be beautiful in the, in the training room, it's night and day different. So if Gon were to slip at all, John ain't going like this, like Kevin Holland tell him to get back up. John is going on attack mode. Hey, that's your fault. You're down there. Now deal with it. And that fight could be over just like that. Because I know there's going to be a huge deficiency in that department. It's can John close the distance? Because he's not like light on his feet, bouncing around. He has good distance management. takes his time. He sees everything. He reads your movements. Sirogan's light. He's bouncy in and out. But can John get an underhook? Can he get into a shot? Can he do a jumping side knee, get Cyril to get on one leg? And now that he's on one leg, he can't move because he's on one foot. So he's now stationary, where now John is able to tie him up and catch the chicken. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's just different ways, and it's all about reactions. How is Cyril Gan going to react to John Jones trying to close the distance? Because we all know, like, if he wants to sit there and kickbox with him, I'm going Cyril Gan all day. Yeah. I'm not saying John can't kickbox. I don't think Cyril Gan's defense from kickboxing is that great. I think he tip- typically moves out of the way to avoid strikes, just like um, Tuavasa was able to clap him that one time. Mm-hmm. He gets he gets caught when he stays in there too long because yeah. sometimes he has his chin up and he'll throw his strikes yeah, and his chin is up. Like, He's yeah. not the most defensively responsible, but he can crack. Yeah. that's what, So let's say John goes in there trying to take him down, fails. <clears throat> And then you get clapped by Cyril Gan. We don't know. That's what I'm saying. We don't know. I'm just like we don't. We we got or three you years get of kicked unknown. in the liver by Cyril Gan. You've never taken a shot like that in your life. Three years of unknown. And the guys you're training with are not Cyril Gan. I'm sorry, they're not even close. And but I would say the guys that Cyril Gan is training with is definitely not John. Jones. I'm just saying like, <laughs> who's ever hit John as hard as someone like Cyril Gan could hit John? I don't know Gustafsson tagged him up a couple times, but man. That, hit him with some ish. You think he's as strong as Siogan? As strong? As powerful? No, no, definitely not. But I'm saying good, like clean strikes. I think Anthony Gustafsson, Alexander Gustafsson, yeah. Anthony. Wow. CTE. That was bad. Wow. DC. That's um, and DC talked about it too. It's like, yo, I hit John. He was like, I hit him with some. I hit him. <laughs> and he's like he has the will to win and that's the difference I think John's mental fortitude is what's going to carry him through this fight even with the Gustafsson fight with the Dominic Reyes fight even though the Reyes fight wasn't like the Gustafsson fight because one where he was really busted up and bleeding the other one I felt like he was getting outpointed clearly um, If even when I go back and I still watch the fight I'm like I just don't get how this fight is a clear cut winner for either side yeah. um, but I felt like if there was a winner I leaned more on the side of Reyes and me, me, Steve, and a bunch of people would watch it. Be like, who won this first minute? Okay, who won the second minute of this round? So technically, who won this round? And then we were like, yo, that's crazy. We're actually changing our minds that Ray has actually won this fight. You know, when you break it down like that, wow. you're like, that's that's how you score a fight, man. I wish judges could do that, like really break it down. Yeah, they, they can't. They just watch. They and, just go off like kind of like. What they feel in that moment. Yeah, and I don't really, I don't know. It's That's kinda, why it's, it's crazy. The criteria is so weird that we spent like almost half an hour on John Jones. This is a, who, who do you think is gonna win? I got Jones. I think he's done enough work for me to be like, he's still the guy. He's still him. All right. He's still him. You, I feel like you want to lean towards Cyril. No, I think John's gonna win, but I just think Cyril's gonna hurt him too. <laughs> Let me just go through this. John beat Brandon Vera, Matthew Manashenko, Ryan Bader. Mauricio Shogun Hua, Quentin Jackson, Leota Machida, Rashad Evans, Vitor Belfort, Chael Sonnen, Gustafsson, Glover Teixeira, Daniel Cormier, Ovis St. Prue, Alexander Gustafsson again. This time finished him. Anthony Smith, Tiago Santos, Dominic Reyes. Yo. 
come on, son. Come on, son. That's insane. Yeah. That's an insane resume. He just left them all in the dust. He left them all on red, bro. Damn. <laughs> That's a horrible feeling. <laughs> they, left them. they thought they were getting something they got left on red. Foul. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is like, going to be a really long one. I feel like we could just end the podcast on John I, Jones. Honestly, we could. But just a couple, we'll just talk about a couple of fun fights because we don't, I don't want to make this too long. The John Jones piece is going to be big enough. Um, a couple of cool ones. Like for me, my sleeper fight on this card is Gamrot versus Jalen Turner. Yeah. I don't really watch them fight, but I know they're both really good. <laughs> great, great input. <laughs> Jalen Turner's last loss was to Matt Favola in 2019 in April. The boy. The boy. The Long Island boy. But then he went, he beat Calibo, knocked him out. He beat Brock Weaver, finished him. Um, Ewers Medic finished him first round. Um, Jamie Malarkey, who I thought was a dog, finished him in the second. Brad Riddell finished him in the first round. He's on a tear right now, bro. We hung out with him in Utah. Yeah. He's a funny guy. Matt Favola, I think he lit a fire under his ass, man. You think? I think so. The man was probably like, how the hell did I lose to this guy? He don't sound like that. But <laughs> <laughs> he kind of. Never mind. He got a high-pitched voice. Yeah. When he's like animated, like when he's talking and he's like getting into it, he can get a high-pitched voice. But when he's talking regular, he's like got a regular. Like even when I do, I talk like that sometimes. Like right now I'm chill, but then when I get excited, I'm like, ah! My balls when guys dry. when guys get excited, we talk like girls. <laughs> what? But he's got a good fight with Gamrot. Did we talk about this on the pod? With wait, are you still gonna talk about Gamrot? No, I'm saying this is, is a, that's just a fun fight. That's yeah, a good fight. Um, the I think you and I talked about it, but not on the pod. Was could Bo Nickel beat Hamzat today? Did yeah, we, we talked about, about. Yeah, we definitely talked about, about that. Okay, talk about it again. It's good content. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about that again. All right. Let's see how Bo Knuckle, Bo Knuckle. <laughs> Let's see how Bo Knuckles. <laughs> I like that. Let's see how Bo Knuckles does this weekend. He's fighting um a guy who I didn't know much about, but after watching the countdown, I actually grew a lot of appreciation for him. I was like, damn, this guy is cool as savage, hell. Yeah. And he reminded me of like of myself in terms of like his upbringing, um with like the violence and all that nonsense going around. Your upbringing and, in South Carolina. No, my upbringing in in, in New York. Your Long back, Island, the boogie back down, road, back road living. Ain't no boogie down Bronx, but it's it's a boogie down. So what does that mean? We get it in some of us at least. Um, so that's a fun fight, you know. Bo, Bo Knuckles is only three and zero, and Jamie Pickett is thirteen and eight. Oh so, dang! So and even my thing with Nick, Knuckles is, uh, he don't need to strike with these guys to prove a point. He can literally do the very bare minimum, get you to overcommit, and the moment you overcommit is when he's going to get inside with a reactive takedown, take you down, and then use his world-class top game from wrestling, mix in with his newfound skill set in jiu-jitsu. Wrecked. Could be One minute finish. What do you think? He hasn't, <clears throat> he hasn't in, in his two contender fights, he only made it, he didn't even make it to a minute before he subbed the guys. Nah, I feel like the second fight was longer than that, no? Or or no, here's the stat. He in his first two in his two contender series fights, the total time was under two minutes. And he had two finishes. Wow, this is true. So I thought Donovan Beard lasted longer than that, but nah. Do you think Bo can do it again? Nah. Not Pickett. I feel like Pickett got something to prove, man. <laughs> yeah, what if he knocks him out? That would be crazy. But Pickett's 34. His current streak, he's on two-fight losing streak. Dennis on Tua Lillen and Kyle Dawkins. Rear, rear naked choke. I mean, darts choke and need to ground the pound strikes. So we see some deficiency there that he has been submitted. He gets taken down. I think it's going to be closer to, I don't know, man. I'm just like, yo, Bo could probably first take round. him down. I, I, yeah. I, I'm going to say probably first round. Yeah. I do like Pickett, though. Just his story. He seems like yeah. a really cool dude, chill dude. I'm like, why'd they have to give him the fight? Yeah. That's sad. How about Cody? Cody Garbrandt back. You think he can do it? Trying to rise from the ashes like the Phoenix. When, okay, when... He's 31 now. Wow. My, I have a question. Remember, when, he won the belt at 26. He's younger. Dang, he's 31 what are you? Now. You're old. You're older than him? So he's... 
Yeah, I'm older than him. That's crazy. He's on a two-fight skid right now. I thought it was more than two fights. After, no, well, he was on a three-fight skid. Then he beat Rafael Sunset with by knockout. The crazy sock. Look at my socks. Knockout punch off the cage. I've seen this. And then uh, he lost to Front by decision, and then Kai Kata France at 125, which he had no business going down to 125. Even though he was really light, he was walking around like the 145. He could have definitely made it, but I feel like maybe early in his career, not later in his career. Especially if you've got like a chin problem already. Why what, see, suck the life out of you? Pause. That too, but the other side of it is he went five rounds with Rob Font. And he didn't get knocked out. I mean, he got stunned a couple times, but he didn't look like the glass chin that people have been saying. Okay. So that makes me feel like maybe 35 was just better for him. Um, but then he went to 25, and it obviously went way faster being clipped by yeah. a 125er and going out like that. That quick hands. I mean, so, but he said, like, he said, like, his life was in shambles before that fight. Like, he had yeah, just he had moved a, out of his house. He got a divorce. divorce like, yeah. that week. The whole, everything was going on. I'm like, you couldn't put that off a week? Yeah. Or, like, do it before camp? Yeah, but you can't put off a divorce and all that if you're, you're I'm just like, hey, can we put a pin like, in this, honey? <laughs> I got to go fight. And then we'll come back to this. Yeah. That's the way it would be. It would be nice if that was a thing. But <laughs> you just you hang out right there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but do so do you think I mean obviously that had that had to actually affect him. Yeah, of course. You bring that into the fight. But see, I just think people deal with stress so differently, man. Like I I was dealing with getting kicked out of my house, be, being bullied in my house. Like legit having to go to practice. This is when my mom got kicked out of well, she left the house. And then that started, like, the whole thing. My dad went to court and was saying all kinds of crazy. Like, I got my own problems going on. But for me being bullied in my house to the point where I was like, yeah, I'm, I got to get out of here. I'm fighting. Got fight, big fights coming up. These guys know I got big fights coming up. And having to channel that and put it on the back burner and, and compartmentalize all these things yeah. and still go out there and win. And people don't even have the slightest clue of all the nonsense I'm dealing with behind the curtain. But me, I'm just excited to be here and do what I love. So I feel like I've been dealt with, I've dealt with so much adversity in my life growing up from the shit talking, the bullying in school, um, You're getting a fight. Uh, to a certain degree. With that hair? Definitely not. This I mean, year. I can no, see. No one was going to bully this The hair. broccoli head? But like from elementary school to middle school, um, high school, not as much. But those earlier years, you know, you you got to grow up to have tough skin in Uniondale and Roosevelt, where I yeah. grew up in, you yeah. know. So I feel like I've been able to deal with more. And I Quinta always jokes, he's like, I feel like you thrive in the chaos because, like, most people would have self-destructed already. Dude, I that's like, I say that's your superpower. Like, when, when, like, the whole world is, like, going to shit, you're just, like, winning championships. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, I, I don't know what it is. I just... I just feel like I just like to prove people wrong. There's something like a, sat like a satisfaction, like someone trying to tell you you can't do something and you want to just prove that, don't you ever put your insecurities on me to try to tell me what I'm capable of doing because you can't do it, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. That's that's. So for him, it could be completely different. Maybe he's not used to having that. Maybe he was surrounded by a lot more love with his family. Mm -hmm. I know he got into a lot of street fights, but so I'm not saying he didn't grow up tough. But I think people just handle that stress factor a little bit different, you know? Yeah, especially if you're not used to fighting with that type of stress. Yeah, like trying to help my mom go to court and do all these things while I'm getting ready for a fight. It's like during my fight week and things like that. It's just like these are things and people would never. much money at that time. Yeah, so it, it is what it is, man. But um, we'll see what happens. He's fighting Trevin Jones, man. I like Trevin too. I never trained with him. I've trained with Cody one time. Um so I felt awkward. I actually saw Trevin Jones at the PI. I'm like, I know he probably saw the picture. Mm. Um, I don't know if he follows me or not, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure people, because I saw people reposting, oh, Sterling and Cody training. Yeah, it was like and a thing. So he probably thought, like, maybe I'm, like, training him against him. I'm like, yeah, I got no friends in this. I'm just, <laughs> I'm an innocent bystander. He was just in a class. Yeah, in a wrestling and he was, like, the best guy and my size for me yeah. to drill with. So I didn't get hurt, so he didn't get hurt. Cody's, so it actually worked out. Cody's on minus one seventy five favorite. That's a pretty sizable. Well, when it comes to the striking, I definitely think he has the advantage. Trevin's not the greatest striker. He's a little rigid, 
but he hits hard when he mm-hmm. connects. Cody's going to be faster. Um, and if Trevin gets frustrated and lets Cody play his game of like the way he fought Rafon, using more footwork, taking his time, using his jab, that could be a tough fight for Trevin. But if Trevin could get the fight to the ground, that's where he's a specialist. I could, I think he's going to have the advantage on the ground. But when it comes to the wrestling, Cody's going to have the wrestling advantage. Trevin doesn't have the takedowns to get Cody to the ground. So it's got to be something where he actually has to clip him, get him hurt, and try to look for a takedown like that. I don't think he's taking him down with a straight-on pop, 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 one, two, three combination, shooting in, taking him down. I don't I don't see Trevor Jones hitting nothing that pretty like that. Interesting. It's going to have to make it a dogfight. Um, and I think if he can make it a dogfight, he can maybe force Cody to get reckless, which we have seen in the past. Yeah. And if Cody gets reckless, Trevin hits hard enough where he could knock him out. And not because what people think he has a glass chin. It's just he, he's dropped people. He can crack. Trevin yeah. hits. He's a big dude. For, he's as big as me, and no one's calling him a weight bully. I've seen Trevin Jones outside of fight camp. He is huge, bro. Interesting. I've never seen him. Like 170 huge. I'm like, yo, bro. They say I'm the weight bully. <laughs> what, what do you call that? Who says you're a weight bully? Uh, nah, what's that guy? Cheat, cheat, cheat. Cheetos. Yeah. That Who? Cheetos. Cheat. Cheat. Oh, that guy. Cheetos, right? Che- I don't know. <laughs> um, other couple fun fights, just a couple notables we'll put out there. Um, Derek Brunson taking on Drickus Duplessis. That's a good fight. Probably a changing of the guards if Duplessis can beat Derek Brunson. Dude. 39 years old. Brunson. That guy's- also, Duplessis is, looks like a freak athlete. Yeah. Which, you know, physique determines outcomes of fights. <laughs> so, And he's actually more African than Derek Brunson, bro. Interesting. He's from South Africa. Interesting. <laughs> I did not know that. Um, Amanda Hibas versus Vivian Arajo. That's a good fight. Marquez. Have they fought before? I don't know. I feel like they fought. Are you looking at it right now? I'm looking. Um, nope. No. You just made up a whole story. I just see these two. Wow. I feel like I don't. I see these wow. names all the time. These two fight a lot. Julian Marquez versus Mark Andre Barrio. That should be a good fight. I don't know where that's which way that's gonna go. Ian Machado, Gary. Ian Machado. Is his real name Machado? I don't know. Did they just add that in there because it was cool? <laughs> I mean, that would be the only person they've ever done that for. Machado. I'm going to ask him, like, yo, so what's up with this Machado thing? Like, are you an actual Machado? Is that your middle name? I don't get it. Versus Kenan Kanan uh, Song. That should be a good fight. What is he, Chinese? He's 32. He's a good old Chinaman. Yeah, he lost his last one to Max um, Griffin, too. So this should Ian, be Ian got to finish his last fight, I think. Yeah, but what I'm talking about is Keenan's song. Yeah, Keenan's yeah. song. No, I'm just, I'm just adding that. No, his last one was a decision, bro. Oh, stop telling the people lies. He's got Yo, two decisions in a row. I don't even know why I'm on this podcast because I don't know anything. <laughs> his his UC debut though, he got to finish over Jordan Williams. Okay. Mana Martinez versus Cameron Simon. That's gonna be a good fight at bantamweight. Simon, seen, undefeated. I think he's like 22. Let me check. So I'm not speaking. 22 on the dot. He's my age. South African, more African than me. Kind of, sort of. Yo, 22-year-olds really. are dominating. But this right is what I'm now. talking about. You think I'm getting excited to fight Cameron Simon? No. You're like, you know, they, the UFC told me tomorrow you're fighting Cam- I'm like, I mean. So you want me to go through the gauntlet to fight like a kid a with good, no resume? Good pay-per-view. Like, good, just probably easy day. No offense to him, but. No, the kid's talented. But you're the champ, like. But it's just, I, I don't get excited for a fight like that. So what excites you? Names? Like, names. Like getting more famous kind of thing? Or it's more, not getting more famous. Like it's names being, that... Yeah. Okay. Because you, you get more out of that, in my personal opinion. Like, long term. Like, I want to be able to be done, and when I'm retired, I can be like, man, I fought this guy, I fought that guy, I fought the best of the best. Yeah. Fight a guy who's only had two fights, I'm gonna be like, come on, son. It's like when I look at people's record, they'd be like, oh, he's 20 and 0. And I look at who they fought, and I just look at you like, you serious? You're 20 and 0. You fought a guy, you fought a, com- a combined record of 20 opponents of like 5 and 30. 
It's like, and I'm supposed to be impressed. It's like Tommy Fury. I'm not impressed. But Tommy Fury beat Jake Paul. Yeah, man, I don't get impressed that easy. You know, because yeah, yeah, I actually yeah. do my research. Because I'm a fight fan. I don't just go, oh, he's look at the record. But most casuals, they look at the record. Like, oh, you must be pretty damn good. I don't. I'm like when a guy says, oh, I'm fighting this undefeated guy. I'm like, yeah, I mean, okay. But see, everyone's undefeated. The, the reason why they say that is because that's what impresses people. But I, I'm just like, okay. I don't know. I'm like, I just know how it works. Like Exactly. I've seen behind the curtain. But, but even for myself, it's like, I see how it works as well yeah. by seeing the level of competition that you that you fight. And then when you finally step up and you have a hard time, it's like that kid who just fought. Um, I'm undefeated. The kid who just fought on Nas's card. And he was like, uh, he fought Jam Jamal Emmers. He was like 16 and 0. He's got like 4 million followers. The UFC is making a big deal out of this thing. Him and his twin brother. Um, four million fuck. Yeah, Where is he from? He made his UFC debut. Fought on. Um, he fought on Nas's card February 18th, like two weeks ago. And he came in with a ton of hype. And bro, his skill set did not reflect someone who was 16 and 0 or whatever four the heck he was. Followers. Yeah. And that's not that's not I don't being think disrespectful. Has that many followers? What, what I'm saying is, he you could tell the guy hasn't fought like high level competition on his circuit to get to the UFC. Mm -hmm. Because if he had, I feel like that 16 and 0 would have been a lot more dangerous against a guy like Jamal Emmers, who was kind of a guy that he was supposed to beat. Like let's be honest, Did the UFC lose? makes these matchups. They, Jamal Emmers won. Oh, it was a wow. big upset. Dang. So after the first two minutes, I was like, I don't think this guy is who he says he is. Or the, who, this guy is who the people says he is. He that, might not, you know, believe in the hype. But, that's like uh, a thing, though. That like a lot of that happens a lot is like guys will pad their record in in like the regional scene. Yeah. And just to get to the UFC, and then they're underprepared. Exactly. Like and you don't like have to be said. undefeated to get here. Did you take? Did you like how how'd you do in your homework? Like, did mm -hmm. you do your homework to get the best results for the exam, which is going to be the fight? You know, I didn't do my homework, and I'm undefeated. So, so that's well, just even saying like, uh, like, I want the fights that with the big names and the people who are going to get me excited. Like, even like Umar, he's a big name in the sense of like he just has a huge following, but he hasn't done anything for me to be like, I can't wait to fight him. It's like okay, when you make through the gauntlet and you earn it, or the UFC puts you there by default because they say, oh, right. we can't get him a ranked opponent. Okay, like, then okay. we cross that bridge when we get there. But for now, it's like, yeah, I would like to fight him when the time is right, when it's yeah. like, oh, this makes sense. Mm -hmm. no. This is an exciting fight. That makes sense. Like, it could still be an exciting fight. It's just, for me, I'm like, I get nothing out of it. You get more out of it than I right. do. Like, you beat me is more better for you than it's way more right. better, if better you for fight, him. If you guys fight, like, today, yeah, he gets way more out of it than you. Like, he beats me, he it's beats huge. he beats a couple more guys. I beat him... Yeah. Oh, you beat this guy. He only had three fights. I'm like, you guys. There's no winning. Yeah. And this is why I want to fight the guys who are not proven about, and tested. Like, it's not about like who's, like who's the most skilled guy. That guy should be fighting for the title. It's not like who like beat the right guys and the right amount of guys in a certain order to get to that point where they can challenge you. you yeah. Know? Like earn that challenge. And that's why I think Umar is going to be a scary guy for a lot of people because. He's got the aura of him already with the Khabib effect, um, the Islam effect, the Dagestani wrestler effect. And I think he's going to eventually become a world champion. But I think for right now, we got to make sure he, he not passes his test, but he's got to have a couple more fights to kind of show that he is the as he is what he believes himself to be, which I'm sure he has no problem doing that. I know he's just having a he hard time getting an opponent. Fight, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I, that's not that's not his fault. I think. I mean, do you think he's a little overrated for what he's actually done? Nah, I think all his fights have shown a lot of promise outside of the one with Nate Maness. That one was kind of like weird for me. I was like, I thought you were going to come in and kill this guy. And then it was really, not really close, but it was like, it was kind of like safe, really safe and really like, just really safe. I think that's the best way to put it. Nah, it was just like really dominant. safe. Yeah. And it was dominant that he took him down and kind of just chilled in the guard. And I was like, I guess. I guess. Okay, but then like the last fight too, you were saying he... It was until, the first round knockout. Until the knockout, it was 
it didn't look like he was doing anything that crazy, and Barcelos was able to like keep up with him. You know? Yeah, but but then yeah. he got the knockout. But then he got the knockout. Yeah. So it was like, but that's how fights are. It's like one minute you're winning, next minute you're not, and you're staring at the ceiling and looking at the lights and asking, "Where are you?" That's Could, the fight game, man. Couldn't be me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, Jessica Penne taking on Tabitha Ricci. I don't think Penne has fought in a while. I know she had a whole thing with USADA as well before, if I'm not mistaken. Um, she hasn't fought since Emily Ducati, since 2022. Okay, and before that, she hasn't fought. Oh, well, she's been a little more active, more than I thought. Okay, 2017, she didn't fight until 2021. Oh, my God. Yeah, for whatever reason. I forget exactly. Hmm. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. Jessica Penne was in... The Ultimate Fighter. But we saw her. At the PI. At the PI, yeah. Okay. yeah she's cool. Yeah. Um, Bashrat Farid is taking on Daman Blackshear, who was once upon a time the Cage Fury champ. Those guys are good. The, the brothers. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Javid's last fight, he looked like really like... Not like the way he handled that guy's like blitzing at him. <clears throat> yeah, it was very like. Job is like, tough, oh, man. Job is tough as well. Both really good guys. They're both in your weight class. Dang. They're gonna have to fight each other. What are they gonna do? They can't fight each other. They can fight each other. They want me and Morale to fight the people, right? So yeah, why but can't? You're not blood brothers. We're blood brothers. <laughs> did you? Did you look at it? Did you cut my your blood? Did you cut your hand and shake hands? With yes. Them? I would do that. We're blood brothers now. I want Mirab's blood. My me. blood and your blood is unstoppable. <laughs> I'm Aljo. Uh, yeah. Oh, he. This guy lost to Danny Sabatello. Ah. Huh? No, the Demond Blackshear yeah. guy lost to Danny Sabatello. Oh no. He lost to Chris Montino. And Danny Pat Sabatello could be you, bro. Yo. I would wax that guy something sick. I would wax him and wax off until Karate Kid new season come out. Like that guy is ultimate cheeks. Cobra bro. Kai, you watch Cobra Kai? No, dude, Cobra Kai is great. I watched the original, bro. So do I. But I never watched the. But you don't see you want you don't want to see Daniel San coach's daughter, who's kind of cute. It was kind of cute. I'm good. All right, it's your loss. But yeah. There's going to be some good fights, man. I'm excited for this. We're going to be in the building. Well, I'm going to be. I don't know about Jake. I only got two tickets, man. I'm sorry. What happened to bros before girlfriends? Before fiancés? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. I mean, I'm just saying, like, that's always been a rule in, in life. Yeah, bros before hoes, but this ain't this ain't quite the... I, uh, didn't, call, I didn't call her hoes. Yeah, I know. Because you would never. I said bros before girlfriends. But it's not a girlfriend. Bros fiance. before fiancés. What happened to that, Aljo? It's never been huh? a thing. What happened to that? It's never been a thing. It's a thing. It's never been a thing. You could either give your fiancé a great night or your camera guy and you chose her? Are yeah. you kidding me? I think so. I don't understand this. I, I like how that night ends versus a <laughs> night with you. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Dude, well, I'm I'm a good time. I bet you are. Just ask, not for me. Ask Marab. <laughs> Just not for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a whole uh, lot of pauses. Yo, da- did you want to maybe talk about Darren Till? Nah. Okay. I just thought that might be a good clip. I mean, Darren Till did what he thinks is best for him. Would you ever ask the UFC to release you? No. I just yeah. That unless part... they're gonna keep me, unless they're not gonna keep me active. If they're gonna keep me active, why am I asking for you to release me? I I don't know if I believe that. If that's true. I don't know. Yeah, maybe we should leave it alone. He's still a big name, yeah. but he's like, got some things he needs to work on. Look at Edmund Shabazian. He took a year off and came back and had a really good fight in his next showing and showed that he's made some improvements on the ground. But did he have to leave the roster? No, he just took a whole year off. That's what I'm saying. So Darren Till's saying, I got to leave. I got stuff going on out here. I'm making some big moves. So I got to leave the roster to go make this happen, then I'm going to come back. Yeah, that sounds like some McGregor-ish right there. I'm just like, this doesn't... either. It just sounds like not true. It's not believable. Yeah. I'm not saying he's going to take the McGregor's protocol supplements, but I don't even know what's the oh, point of that. Oh, that could be it. But for what? He's not like he's got a catastrophic injury. Just to get jacked, bro. But it's not, it's not going to help him learn how to wrestle. You know what I mean? So it's like, what's the point of that? 
That's why I'm just like, if he were, if if Darren Till were crazy enough to think that the Conor McGregor protocol supplements is going to help him become a better fighter, and not improve his and and improve his skill deficiency in the grappling department, then he's so far delusional. Then I I don't even know what to tell the guy. Or he just but wants I don't think to he's like that crazy. To come think back that. with like extra dynamite in the hands, you know. Then that's still delusional to think that that's the reason why you lost those fights. The reason you lost those fights is because you can't get up off the ground and you can't stop the takedown. And if you once you can stop yeah. the takedown, you are a force. Well, one time I took the McGregor protocol and I magically knew how to wrestle. Like it was crazy. Interesting. Yeah, no, like I def- I would have been able to beat you in a wrestling match just because of the <laughs> just because the, the size of the size difference. No, just the it made me feel like a wrestler. Ah, that's you exactly know? what it is. I knew you were onto something. Yeah. No, like that's. I mean, I think Darren Till, like, he's got the magic potion that's going to make him a champion. <laughs> Listen, He man. could beat Izzy. I'm just saying best of best of luck and and most happiness to go Darren Till's way. I, I like seeing all fighters do well. Unfortunately, when you meet all these guys, you do know that they're going to cross paths, and eventually someone's got to lose. Someone's got to lose. That's just how the game goes. And may the better man or better woman win that's more more prepared for the right. exam. And it's like, it's just like basketball. It's like eventually Aljo's weakness is going to show and he's going to lose. <laughs> These guys win one game, don't two, not act. Two games, my guy. These guys win two pickup basketball games. Me and, and some physical therapist at the PI lapped him up yesterday, twice. La- lapped? Lapped us up? Washed you. Mop the floor with Wait, you. What was the score of the second game? 15-14. So how'd you lap us up? No, because here's why. And we're supposed to play win by two. No, no, These no, guys are like, nah, this game. This game no, no, no. Play. Listen, listen. Ryan and I, who's a physical therapist, not a pro athlete. Neither of us are pro athletes. Ryan and I took the we, – we, we beat him. We beat his team 15-6 to six in the first game, right? Then we're kind of gassed, right? So Aljo – and his teammate who backpacked him the whole carried him the whole way. Aldo knows about backpacks. Uh, his his other teammate scores like ten points, and we score two. But then we were kind of chilling, like we were like we were just trying to get our energy back. Our energy comes back, and then we go on a thirteen point to four run, and we end up winning fifteen to four. I miss a lot of shots. So we washed the floor with you in the second half of that game, and we washed the floor with you in the entirety of the first game. And just overall throughout the night. Well, I've never you played with Taylor. You were the mop Taylor. that we used to clean the floor. I've never played with Taylor. And I never played with Ryan. Ryan never played with me. Yeah, but Ryan can actually shoot. See, You see this flick on my wrist? I'm just saying. That's all I got, guys. This is it. I'm just saying, like you said, everyone has their – someone has to lose at some point. Not everyone can win. <laughs> and you lost. <laughs> we're going to play again. So, you know, I had strep throat. You guys think I could sit here and allow this? Ass. You guys think I could sit here and allow this man to gloat in front of me? Oh my god! You, you think... should hear how he talks when he beats th- me in pool. You should. This you guys think will, I would this man allow will scratch, this? Hit the eight ball in four times, and then say I I never beat him. But then he'll win one game and he'll post it on Instagram for his half a million followers. Well, I, I just beat you in like four games in a row, bro. Yeah, but before that, you were just doing and all I that wasn't petty just stuff. beating you. I was waxing you. Waxing. Went, waxing. Nah. That's a violation. Waxing, bro. That's maybe in one of the four. You got years. straight up Brazilian. But you won't even play me in ping pong is the problem. Yeah, because I'm not playing something I'm not good at. Like, what? I'm not good at pool. I play you. It's for fun. Nah, it's not. And then you I act play like the it's the shit. Olympics, right? I, I play the talk You shit. act like Henry. Yeah, so Just, I'm not getting in there unless it's something that I'm decent at or that I like playing. I don't like playing ping pong because I suck at it. God forbid Aljo ever loses another UFC fight. It's just gonna be excuses. The whole time. God forbid. He, this guy doesn't like to. He he doesn't take losing very well. That's all I'm saying. <sighs> you know, you get beat by your camera guy and you just fall apart mentally. But you it's know fine. What? All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for tuning in. <laughs> I'll let you guys know when we have this rematch and see what happens. Just tell them who beat you in the one-on-one again. You. All right. No, I, I thought so. But you had, the game, so. you had the game like rigged in your favor. I thought so. Like, 
We play the 15 to say when we just play the 15. No, but let's play the 7. No. In our next one. That's not a real game. Why? Who plays the 7? 7? Let's just play. You can easily go on a quick run, and then that could just be the game. No. Yeah. It's when I'm not. You just want me to gas out so you have an easy time scoring. No. I'm not going to play a five-minute game. No. We'll play a best best of three to 7. No. Yeah. That's more fair. No. Because I'll still get tired. No. Just in the other games. <laughs> no. No, See, you guys, he has to tilt the scales in his favor. Whatever. It's like a casino. I can't really win in the long term. <laughs> um, it's a good analogy. But, and to all you guys who are talking smack about my podcasting skills, I'm not a good podcaster. I know it. <laughs> but what are you going to do about it? You guys hurt his I'm feelings. I'm here doing it. You guys hurt his feelings. All you guys are anonymous commenters. Hit Hurt his feelings even more. Get in the comments and hurt this man's feelings because he's going to talk to me about it. <laughs> oh, did you see that comment? Oh, no. But I screenshot oh, them and laughed. Oh, I can't believe he says this about me. Wow. <laughs> the, this is blasphemy. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next time. Wow. <laughs> see you at the fights. Get some... No, you won't.